Boker Tov, we are continuing Sefer Shemuel Bet, chapter Yudalad, we're on verse 18. And the, we were just doing the story of the Isha Tikoit, who was sent by Yoav in order to convince David to bring back Absalom. Okay, you see all those names? Um, 14, 14, 14 verse 18. Now she tells her story, she says, look, one of my sons killed my other son, and now my family is telling me to kill the first son, and I don't want to be... I don't want to be tur- turned into a, a woman without any living remembrance of uh, my husband. or you know, I don't want my line to be completely eradicated. But my family keeps pressuring me to kill my son. So David first says, okay, I'll make sure they don't kill him. She's like, what do you mean? We're going to make sure. They're going to, like, I can't trust that. I need something more intense. And then she keeps pressuring him. And then he finally says, um, what, what's his final thing? He says, here, this pasuk. Um, no, not this. Here. Here. Whoever, whoever is causing any issues, bring them to me, and I'm going to, I'm going to have a word with them. So anybody who has an issue, bring them to me, and I'm going to have a word with them, and so on. So David ends up basically relenting and he says, okay, fine, I'm going to protect your son. Which we said in and of itself is a philosophical question. Is David right for protecting the man who killed someone, who killed someone else? Isn't there a halakha? No, this one wasn't by accident. It was premeditated. In those days, the goel adam would go for either, either reason. The point of the ir miklat is to protect them in the case where it was by accident, right? So the, think, think other societies, like, like uh, in which, an eye for an eye. Yeah, eye for an eye. No, not even. Like uh, in which one clan, one gang is against another gang. You kill one member of the gang, the gang goes and retaliates and, and, get, and does a reprisal, right? So, so the, we had questions about how fitting the story even is. Like in David's case, you know, he's not gonna, he has other sons. In her case, she's a widow. Uh, albeit her story is made up, but the point is, David is, is being told to draw a comparison to his case and to this case that the woman is bringing, but the woman is bringing a much more extreme case than what David had. In the woman's case, this is her only family left that's going to be eradicated and she's going to be left alone with nobody to provide for her. In David's case, he's the king, he's strong. Okay, so you lose one son, you have 20 other sons. Is it really the same thing? Maybe David should be negative towards Absalom. Maybe David should say, you know what? You premeditatively murdered someone else. So that's on you. And you have to be sentenced to death. Right? So maybe David is actually deciding wrong here. One of the themes that we're seeing, once the story with uh, um, Bathsheba occurs, from then on, David is very, very subject to being influenced by others. Right? So if you remember, first this woman... Is pressuring him. Why is it that? Why is that? The, I don't think that story changes. This is personality always. No, no, it's it's a major shift in his person personality because if you remember, David was always the one to call the shots. Yeah, he would always hold right? his stance. He would always hold his stance. So if somebody wants to go and attack Shaul once. He says, no, no, he's no. Uh, Mashiach Hashem. Second time. Um, what's, what's Avishai wanted to go attack Shaul? No, what are you talking about? It's Mashiach Hashem. How can he do so? David is always. Six is he's gone. Older. He's always poised. He's getting older and he's getting more political. Meaning, when you're younger, no, you're no. Here, here, he's getting. He's actually getting influenced. You'll see. What were the, what were the things that happened after? I read it yesterday in the Amnon Bazak book. There are four examples of this in which 
David gets highly influenced by someone. One is this Isha Tekoit. Yeah, this house is very, very random. How can she? That that she convinces him to bring back Avshalom. Which, the discussion which, between the king and Isha Tekoit is also very random. Right. What else do we see? What was before? Um, whenever Avshalom pressured David to bring Amnon to the party. Right? Amnon says, uh, Avshalom says, I'm having a party to cheer my, my sheep. He says, David, come, please, come, please, come. David says, no. He says, okay, so send Amnon. Why should I send Amnon? Just send Amnon, send Amnon. And David gives in. It doesn't sound so significant there, but when you see it in a string of examples in which David is giving in to pressure, yeah. then it shows that <coughs> David has changed a little bit in his, in his way of behaving. Not necessarily for the good. Okay? And we're going to see that again in this next case. Okay, so... So, Pasuk Yudchad, Vayana Melech Vayomra Laisha, Alna Techachadim Mimeni Dabar Asher Anochichu Elotach. Whatever I'm about to ask you, do not hide anything from me, he says to the woman. Atomer Aisha, Idaberna Adonaya Melech. So the woman says, Okay, speak, my master the king. Pasuk Yudchad, Vayomra Melech, Hayad Yoavitach Mechosot. Is Yoav behind all of this? Is Yoav the one who put you up to this? Why did it take him so long? Because she, only in the previous Psukim, at, pointed the question at him and said, "So why are you letting the same thing that's happening to me happen in your household?" Then he picked it up. Then he, he picked he, away. He, she oh. didn't even say that she wanted to, say, he wanted to pick it up. No, he would have thought it was a court case. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, okay, I see what you're doing here. Okay, so he realizes. So said, "Vayomer Amelach Hayad Yoav Itach Bechosot." Is Yoav with you in this? Vatana Isha Vatomer Chayn Afshecha Adonai Amelach Im Ish Lehemin Ulasmin Mikol Asher Diber Adonai Amelach Ki Avdecha Yoav Hutzivani. She says, "On your life, the king, I promise." There's no man who can go right or left from your word, my master, the king. Ki abdecha Yoav Hutsivani, your servant Yoav is the one who commanded me. And he's the one who put it into the mouth of your maidservant all of these things. And the reason he did so was to change the matter or to have influence on the matter. What matter? The matter of Avshalom being put in exile. To bring Avshalom back. And you know what, my master, you are wise like the wisdom of the, of the uh, angel of God. It's knowing everything that's in the land. And I think she's just adding that part because she's scared. Right? She wants a bala bala because she's scared. Okay? Now the king turns. Yeah, exactly. So now she. And that's also, by the way, whenever we saw those. Four psukim from 13 to 17 In which they're very cryptic And she's saying And why then are you doing this And my, I am a widow What I thought you were an actress You're not actually a widow Meaning it was a very jumbled part When she's telling him off But she's also continuing the storyline of her own Which is just a play so Why is she continuing that storyline So we said that was all because of fear So we see that, that fear and trepidation before David continue here. So now the king turns to Yoav. Fine, I have given in. I am doing what you say. Now go bring back the Na'ar, bring back the youngster, bring back Avshalom. And Yoav falls on his face onto the ground. And he bows and he blesses the king. Now why would Yoav... Um, Fall on the floor and bow to the king and bless him. Because he set up the king for a. Because he just set up the king and tricked the king. And if I and and if I'm a normal king, I'm like, who do you think you are? I cut off your head. So the fact that David responds by, okay, you win. Shows his humility. It also shows that, I mean, not only his humility, it shows 
it, it explains why you're always so like grateful. Like, oh, that was a close one. Like, he didn't even want necessarily David to figure out it was him. I don't think necessarily that you, you would think this woman would influence David, but rather after he finds out who was like up to it, like it was love, and his family is the one who was kind of behind the scenes and all, he would be like, you know what? Let me take a step back and let me. Yeah, I think that that has a that has a part of it. Yeah, Meaning, I think. Sorry, finish it. I, I think that it takes a part in it that the reason he's agreeing is because he that he realizes it's Yoav. He's like, yeah. okay, if Yoav, my general, is telling me to do this, then he's someone I respect. But, right. the, sorry, Mikey, but by David asking, did Yoav put Yoav to this? It seems like Yoav was consistently telling David to do this, like on the side directly, like as his consultant, his, his general, his general, his consultant, his friend, whatever, saying, David, king. Right. Bring back off Shalom. What are you doing? And I know it's not written, but it seems right. like that's what the background was. And David wasn't listening this for whole him. time. Yeah. And now uh, Yoav was trying to do it in a roundabout way to convince him of it through it could others. Be. It could because be because we don't psychologically. Know. Psychologically, like I know this from parenting. Like sometimes I tell my son to do something, never listens. Like a hundred times in a row I tell him, he doesn't listen. If just one, someone else, random, tells him, he's going to listen. To do the exact same thing that I've been saying. Right. So I don't know if it's a child relationship like that, but I know that sometimes you need someone else to say it in order to... Sometimes you're not the person that can be the one to convince. Mm-hmm. They've heard the story from you enough times and they get your spiel. Yeah. Someone else says it, it corroborates it or makes it more convincing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the strategy here was, was if you get David to realize what's going on, like David is a little bit just ignoring the whole situation. But if you get him to see that it's comparable to a, a poor woman who is suffering because her second son is about to die and she's going to have no more in her line, then David is going to have Rahmanut and he's going to bring it back. The problem is, as Amnon Bazak keeps saying, that's not David's story. And it very well could be that the right thing, according to Halakha, would be for David to kill Shalom. And maybe the fact that Avshalom men are rebelling against David is proof of the fact that this, is, this is bad advice by Yoav. So it's very interesting as to what's, what's really the proper way to behave here. Yeah. Okay, what were you going to say about the Kriyuk I don't know if it's not a Kriyuk but it's a Nusach Acheret. Where? So there's a thing, Asita. 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 Why is the king saying I? Meaning he said either. Oh no! It, it, in, in that in that nusach, I don't have two nusachim here, by the way. But in that nusach would be, behold, the matter is done. I've done it. Oh. Now go bring him back. Meaning I've accepted. Okay. Oh, so it's not that you did it. It's uh, yeah. Oh, the asita could make done. sense. Of, okay, now that you've done this thing, fine. I give in. You could uh, bring back off Shalom. But either one, it's it's similar meaning. Kafbet vayipol yoav al el panav arza. So yoav falls on the spot. Vayishtachu vayvarach tamelech vayomer yoav hayom yada abdecha ki matzati chayin be'aynecha. Today I know that I found favor in your eyes, Adunia Melech. Asher Asaha Melech et Devar Avdecha, that your that the king has done the matter of your servant. Vayakom Yoav Vayelech Geshura Vayavet Avshalom Yerushalayim, and Yoav went to Geshur, where Avshalom was in um, was in a thing in exile, and he brings Avshalom back to Yerushalayim. However, Pasuk Kafdale. Sorry, why does Yoav want Avshalom to come back? I don't know. I have no idea. I was thinking about that right now. Why does Yoav want Avshalom back? So, by the way, we know that after David got over Amnon, it says, Vatechal lived David of Shalom. That he, 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 was, he missed him. 
So Yoav, one of the things we see in his character is that he always does what the king needs, even if it's not necessarily moral. Mm-hmm. Right? So it could be that his, in his assessment, the king, king is too back. depressed. He needs his son back. He's too de- whether or not it's the right thing to do, he needs his son back. Yoav typically doesn't care if it's the right thing to do. He just wants the king to succeed. Mm-hmm. Right? Which according to Moshe Nyatian, it's a good thing. It's his interpretation. I, I don't like Yoav's character so much, but that's a, that's a debate on personality. Right? But... Um, but that could be Yoav's thinking. I need the king back. The, the nation needs the king back. He can't be depressed. Let's bring back the son that he misses so much. Which is, by the way, another potential flaw in David. He used to be the kind of guy, at least the, what we know from Shemuel Aleph, that even if it's difficult for him, if it's the right thing to do, he does it. He gets over it. He gets over it. He, he says, you know, put, put my personal emotions aside. Now, it could be the right thing to kill Shalom. But he's not getting over it. He, he's, he's leaning towards his personal benefit over what's right for the kingship and what's right for the kingdom. It, it's probably right for the kingdom to put Absalom out, you know? Mm-hmm. But now David, as we've seen in, in his failings, there are always failings where he uses his personal situation over the, the, what the nation needs, okay? Now what happens? Wow. Let Avshalom go to his house, but I'm not going to see him. So Avshalom goes to his house, and the king, and he does not see the face of the king. So now David is somewhere in the middle. He brings him back, but he also doesn't feel like it's right to see him. He misses him, so he brings him, but he also doesn't. Uh, he doesn't he think close, but he doesn't want. He he, he wants to sh- bring him back, but he doesn't make up with him. So article explains in order to prevent Avshalom, Avshalom's return from being perceived as the triumphant procession. Oh. That's why he's doing it. They don't, they don't no, there's more because he keeps him there. You know, if he would have, that would be make sense if Meaning, if he just did it to start. No, David issued yeah, two orders: one, not to re-enter his house through the main streets; two, that he never enter into the presence of the king. That's that's a, so. The second one, the first one would stop it from becoming like a grand procession <clears throat> that he shouldn't enter through the main streets. But the fact that he never and lets him back into the of his deplorable conduct. Okay, so that would make more sense. So, so, so the second one in which he doesn't see him ever again is because David still knows that his conduct is deplorable. He's just not sure. He just can't hold himself back from bringing him. So Correct. he brings him, but halfway, right? Mm-hmm. He do sin, but not fully, right? Because you feel guilty about it. So one was like political, one was like being like just. No, the, the two interpretations were there. One, right, yeah, exactly. One would be not political, to people, not to show the people that it's exciting, and the second one would be, I, I don't think it's right to see him, right. according to those two interpretations, which are probably true. Okay, but now the pasuk is going to take a break from the story, and it's going to interject with some information. Yeah. And tomorrow's class is going to be analyzing why this information is given to us. Okay. Yeah. Like Avshalom, there was no one as as. Beautiful in all of Israel to be praised. From the sole of his foot to his head to his skull. He had no blemish. I mean, he was perfect looking. When you shave his head, after a year, one more second. Okay? That it was heavy for him that he would shave. 200 shekel of weight of just his hair because his hair was so beautiful according to the Chachamim he was an Azir so every year he would shave he had three sons and one daughter and his name was Tamar which, which is interesting he named it after his sister 
because he loved her so much. Because bad back the, sis, the sister that was raped and that became depressed and, and probably never married again. Yeah. So in on her honor, right? He She was also very beautiful. Okay. Why is it telling us that Avshalom is beautiful? That is going to be a machloket between Radak and other mifarshim that. That uh, more modern refreshim. Very, very interesting what's going on, why it has to give us this information. We'll explore that tomorrow. Baruch Adonai Lulam. Amen, amen.